All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. This is Jeff. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. NBA playoffs in full swing. The Euros are in full swing. Uh, I'm enjoying it all right now. Yeah, the uh, you know I've, I I just talked to you off air a little bit. You know I watch a little bit of soccer here and there. And I've been keeping up with what I can. Obviously, the NBA is holy cow! It's in full force right now. Even even off story, uh, off season storylines are starting to pop up, and uh, all stars are dropping like flies. And for the first time in like a long time. It seems like the NBA playoffs are wide open. It really seems like anybody can win. Even when teams are down 30 points, they come back and win games. If teams are down 0-2 in series, they come back and win it. It's, we've seen it all already in this postseason, really, if you think about it. We've seen a lot of stuff that's just kind of unprecedented. So that's kind of been fun. And then obviously, you know, with the Madden cover coming out, we've been, and not even just that, we've had our fair share of, uh, our fair share of NFL off-season stuff too so i don't even think we have have we even talked about julio on this pod yet we haven't really discussed it because it's always been you know we know he's leaving but where will he go yeah Um, we never we never talked julio obviously the rogers scenario is like an endless endless drama but before we even get into anything else um i called you earlier to let you know something i think it's uh i think it's a pretty big deal um Especially because I'm pretty sure the the statistic is 80% of podcasts don't see a 50th episode, which means they don't even get through a full year. At once a week, you don't even make it a full year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, epi- this, this podcast did make it a full year and some, and today we are celebrating our 100th episode. So congratulations to you and, and to Real Talk, and I think that's, I think it's huge. What what are your mark? Yeah, what do you think about that? What do you think about 100 episodes? Uh, I think it's awesome because we're also, you know, we're not up here just talking to each other. You know, there's plenty of people who reach out to us who constantly listen, who are constantly engaged. So the podcast is is created a community and I've spoken to quite a people about sports that maybe I would have never met. So I think it's bringing people together which is cool, but everyone likes to talk sports and we've supplied a platform you know, give our opinions and, you know, spark other people's, you know, ideas to give their opinions too. So it's been a really fun experience and I'm looking forward to episode 1000 and episode 1 million down the line. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. And again, I always, I always say this, but I'm 100% serious when I say this, I didn't know what to expect when this podcast got started and when it, when it, launched off the ground and it was just kind of an idea that that had come about a couple of people told me it would be a good idea to start one and the whole tom brady leaving new england thing was as hot as could be and why not start then and uh quickly after that you had jumped on a couple of pods we, we really hit it off and just realized that this was the gold standard from here on out and there's been a, a lot of guests on the pod we've had our fair share of people that have, have come maybe done a one-off maybe done a a two or three off, maybe done, you know, several episodes, but, um, you know, I enjoy doing this. I'm looking forward to the thousandth and the millionth episode as well. I'm looking forward to NFL season and really this is just another pod, but we do want to say one thing here. Let's, uh, let's kick it off with the Madden cover. What did you think of the Madden cover? Well, 
you know, there was a lot of speculation on who people wanted or who was going to miss out. But since the trailer, we all kind of knew it was going to be Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. You know, they're a little released with the two goats. Um, with that being said, I didn't like it. Um, I, I have no problem with Tom Brady. I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes. And I think they're both deserving of being cover athletes. I just didn't like how the Madden cover portrayed them as teammates or buddies. Like, I, you know, the only other time that they've done a duo cover, it was Troy Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald, and they burst each the other. And like, yeah, and they were two legends. So when you see two guys playing in the Super Bowl, you know, at quarterback, I didn't like how it was like the Madden cover kind of looked like a music album cover. You know, like they just dropped some songs or it was just too friendly. Um, I think this style of photography that they took the pictures for the cover would have worked a thousand percent better if it was Gronk instead of Patrick Mahomes. You know, two two friends who won the Super Bowl again in Tampa together, you know, arguably each goats at their position. You know, Patrick Mahomes with the whole two goat thing, that's a total prediction at the same position. It kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I would have liked it a lot more if you have arguably the greatest tight end, the greatest quarterback. Peyton Hillis said one line. He said, they did it again. Well, they won the Super Bowl again with a different team in a different setting. So overall, I didn't like it. Will it change my perception of the game? Will it impact me buying it or not? No. But um, again, the players I didn't have a problem with, but the pictures and the way they went about the cover, I, I wasn't a fan at all. Yeah, you know, truthfully, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Jeff's Tom Brady lover, so he's going to love the, the cover. I actually also agree with you on a lot of things, and I'll even go a step further. One thing that I like about Madden, and I, I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Has there been an athlete on there more than once? Um, Tom Brady, this is his second time, and Mahomes, yep. it's also his second time. But anybody else? <sighs> I'm sorry if I missed one, but I do not think so. I don't think there's don't, been someone on there more than once. I don't think somehow. so. I don't think so either. And both of these athletes were on it in the, within the last five years. I think I think Brady was on in 18 and Mahomes was on in 20, right? Uh, right? I, I think Brady was um, 19. Okay. Because uh, Andy. Drew or Andrew Antonio Brown was 18 okay Gronk was 17 and OBJ was 16 so okay. even if it was Gronk instead of Mahomes it would have been a second yeah. time appearance for him too so I guess th that's one thing for me like I, I always like the fact that the Madden cover put a new athlete on there to kind of revamp somebody and there's a lot of athletes that could have used a fresh coat of paint with a Madden cover Derrick Henry Josh Allen, up and coming. Derrick Henry made a ton of sense. Even a young rookie who came out and made a splash like Justin Jefferson would have been fun. You know, that's another that's another one that I threw out. Um, but one of the things that, like, didn't make sense to me is, okay, you're going to put two people on it, and that's fine. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with those two. And yeah. I, I think a lot of people would be like, well, they were just in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it, I guess in a way it makes sense, but it's just like they were both recently on there. You're trying to bring new eyes to the game, and I understand two of the most popular plays. I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I would have been okay with just Brady as a you know New Jersey-type deal. You're in Tampa. Let's show you off on the Madden cover again. I get it, okay? And then, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, like, 
I'm sorry, it wasn't a field goal game. You got whomped. As of right now, there's there's no comparison in the two. I don't know. I'm just I didn't love it. I could have I could have gone without it, you know. And I'm even a Tom Brady guy. And as yeah. you alluded to, I think the the thing that like turned me off the most is it looks literally looks like a rap album cover. They're sitting on a bench, borderline holding hands. Probably could have gone without that. I would have much rather seen them each throwing the football in the same direction to kind of make it look like they're battling in a way. Yeah, um, something like that. Because you're in a video game of the sport, you're supposed to be competing. So for them to be doing no football action and then to be so close, it was really. And I don't, I, I didn't like it. And then like them using the two goats, and then it's two guys at the same position. One's clearly the goat. One has like a long way to go if they're ever going to gonna be. To there. be fair, to be fair, and I'll defend this even a tad because I agree with you, but. It's alluded to in the video that there's one big goat and a and then a baby goat. Yeah, but... and and that's kind of what people do nowadays is they just call people the baby goat if they're. Uh, no, I get it. it but... It's it's a bad look. I don't like it. Yeah. it. It's honestly a lot of people. I'm not saying everyone because there's definitely there's those naysayers out there, but there's a lot of people that uh, would agree that Tom Brady's the the greatest of all time. And then Patrick Mahomes, if you're insinuating he's going to be the greatest of all time. Are you telling me he's getting eight Super Bowls? Is that where we're at? It's just like, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, well, either way, I mean, I, I think we've done the Madden cover justice. Some some people yeah. may be listening and think we covered it too long, but Madden's a big deal. <laughs> and the Madden cover yeah. is also a big deal. It's 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 an anticipation. It's, you know, it's Madden season. And even if you don't play video games or even if you don't even own consoles, you can sit down and play your friend in some Madden. So... It's a big deal who's on the cover. Again, Mahomes, Brady, that's cool. You know, two guys at the top of their game, but uh, cover, yeah. not not fan. So let's go on here. We got uh, NBA playoffs. So we have the Suns sweeping the Nuggets. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Chris Paul goes into pro, uh, COVID protocol. What did you think of the Suns-Denver series? Were you shocked it was a sweep? Um, no. Uh, well, the thing was, is before the series, you know, we didn't have a pod before the series got completely started. And, you know, I favored the Suns, but I didn't know how close it would be. And I watched one game. We watched the first game and we ended up having a podcast. And I said, this game's a sweep or it goes five. Maybe Nuggets pick up one in Denver. And you thought it may go longer, but it did. I'm not saying I always have like the right predictions or see it clearly every time, but I just Watching that game, I didn't think Denver had a chance. Sweep is no surprise for me. Um, and then obviously in the fourth game, that terrible ejection by for Jokic. I thought that was a bad call. Yeah. But they they didn't have a fighter's chance. All their guards were hurt, including Jamal Murray, their second best player. And Jokic couldn't do it alone. I mean, the man was the third player ever to drop 30, 20, and 10 in a playoff game. And they lost by 14 that game. I, they just didn't have what it takes. Um, I think the Suns will be tested much harder in the next round, whoever they play. But um, not shocking that it was a sweep. And this was the most one-sided matchup in the final eight that there was, I thought. Okay, let's go to the other Western Conference. So we got the Clippers taking, and this is shocking to a lot of people. Without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers go on the road 
to the Utah Jazz, one of the toughest places to play in all of America every year, not just this year. Anyway, it's pretty much year in and year out. The Jazz always has a great home field advantage. They go in without Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and win by eight points. Um, they take a 3-2 lead. Where are you at in this series? Are the Jazz out of it? Is this just a fluke game because Paul George went crazy? I feel like if, and we're going to talk about Kevin Durant in a minute, but I feel like if Kevin Durant didn't have that insane game, we would really be talking up what Paul George did because I think he went for 37-16-5. and five, That's and correct. He had, a, he had a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, so before this playoff matchup started, uh, we both said Utah is going to take game one. And I said, even if Utah takes game two, I like the Clippers in this series. It's just going to be a long one. Um, they win games three and four. It's tied up. Then Kawhi goes down. I mean, I immediately wrote him off. I mean, I yeah. was like that. And, and they win. And I think this is where, you know, I'm not saying I'm right 100% here. I'm just saying it's alluding to what I was saying in terms of, you know, you said we expect too much of Paul George. And I said, no, he should be what he was when he was ascending at the Pacers. And you pointed out his one year with his highest points per game at the Thunder. And it's clear when he doesn't have a second superstar, he can put up numbers like a number one would. It's just he's comfortable enough to take a back seat to a superstar when he plays with them. And when he plays with Kawhi, his numbers, you know, he has a hard time picking and choosing when when to be, you know, the lead, lead guy. And that's what we've always said about the Clippers. It's that balance between Kawhi and Paul George. How will it work? No Kawhi on the floor. Paul George is the guy. He got whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. The offense was played solely for him, and he almost drops 40, 16 boards, played really good defensively. Um, I still can't believe the Jazz lost. Uh, the Jazz are at full health, and they didn't pull out the, the uh, win there. Not full health. They were missing Mike Conley. Well, Mike Conley's not Kawhi Leonard. so No, I, I, he's still their starting veteran port guard. Play, yeah. Actually, Mike Conley... I don't know this for a fact. I haven't looked it up, but if you were He's to bet me, I bet you he has one of the most amounts of playoff games of all the players remaining. Him yeah. or Chris Paul. I bet you well, him close. Uh, it's just I'm saying it was it was a bigger loss. Well, we'll give it. You're right. They were not at full health, so you're right. Mike Conley so, wasn't so where are there. You going? Clippers. It's a two game series. Yeah, I, there's no Clippers reason for me to not take the Clippers if Mike Conley and doesn't come back. I'm going to take the Clippers. They just beat them. And, but, but how close it is, there was, you know, two quarters separated by one point, the second quarter by four. It was the third quarter that made the difference. The Clippers won that quarter by 14 coming on a half. So you'd have to give it two halftime adjustments, Ty Lu. But you're going back to L.A., I believe, for game six with a chance to, to clinch it all. I like the Clippers in six, or I like the Jazz in seven. If the Jazz can win game six, I like them to win at home in, in game seven. But right now, I'm taking the Clippers to end it, end it in, in six. I think they win. I'm going Utah. I, I think that we got a fantastic game out of playoff P. Um, they call him playoff P. I'm not sure why, but in that <laughs> game, he was. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't think we're going to get another one. I'm I'm okay with the Jazz going on the road and getting a W in this next game, and I think in Game 7 they can be that team. Because um, I do believe that Kawhi Leonard is out for the year. I think he's done. I don't think he's coming back. I think this is the team that you're going to see from the Clippers rest of the way. 
because Kawhi Leonard strikes me as the kind of guy that even if he could come back, I don't think he will. He, I mean, he's a he's a a me first kind of guy in my opinion. We'll see. Um, but uh, I think the Jazz can fire back. I won't be shocked though if the Clippers take down the Jazz only because they're down three two. Mm-hmm. But we've seen worse. I think the Jazz pick up the W and take also, it. Home. Also for the Clippers, I. You wonder if Paul George is going to be able to duplicate 37 points again, but I, I I think he can. I think the bigger question is is Marquis is Marcus Morris going to give you 25? Is Reggie Jackson going to give you 22? Like those two guys combining for 47, I think was, you know, I don't think that's sustainable. I think they're Reg- gonna... Reggie Jackson can get you 18 to 20. He's been that guy before. Yeah, Marcus Morris 25 though. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. We'll see. We'll move on to the East. Um, this is probably my favorite series of all of them right now. You got the Hawks and the 76ers. And game one, we had the, we had the pod right after game one. And I, I said this, this is my exact line. The Hawks are not going to be punked by the 76ers. And <laughs> has that remained true or what? I, I honestly am flabbergasted by the series because I thought the Sixers would win in like a gentleman sweep. Like the Hawks would get a game and they'd keep it close every single game, but they wouldn't actually compete. They're competing. I think there was only one game. They got blown out. Um, man, the Hawks, where, where did they come from? And a lot of people would argue that they, they started really slow because of the, before the coaching change. And this is a completely different team. And I think they'd be right. I mean, this is a completely different team under their new coach. And, um, the crazy thing is, and this is a fun little exercise. If you want to do this. And I found myself doing this the other day. So I was going through the old draft classes. The Hawks picked inside the top 10, like four or five years in a row. And a couple of different times inside the top five, they have a lot of young youth, good players, not all stars. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They don't have. Donovan Mitchell. They do have a Trey Young, but that's really it. Outside of that, they have a bunch of like Bs. They have one A and a bunch of Bs. And honestly, they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Because they don't they don't they don't back down. And they, they do a lot of things that a lot of teams don't want to do. That's play hard all the time. Um I'll let you give your, your analysis and then we'll take picks. I like I like being a guy. You know, I'm sure most people like this, but they want to be the first person to say, like, this is what's going to happen and then it'd be right. You know, and that's how I've been with Ben Simmons. I'm like, this is the year he's going to start shooting Doc Rivers. You know, they got it. Ben Simmons sucks. Like, I can't <laughs> say that. Like, no, seriously, like, everyone wants to say, and, and me included, was like, yeah, he can play defense and he's good in transition. The man's not good. There should be no reason you should be an all-star and dribble the ball up as a point guard and dudes are three feet from the basket playing defense on you because you just won't shoot. And, like, I truly, you know, kudos to the Hawks in game five for their comeback. Yeah, every team can score that amount. But for you to go bucket list for, like, three minutes at the end of a fourth quarter or – I shared it to the Facebook page. Joel Embiid and Seth Curry are the only two players to make a field goal in a half of basketball. I just, I can't wrap my 
mind around it. And after after this year, because I don't, I think the Hawks are going to beat them. There's nothing for me to assume now that the 76ers are better. And Bede's kind of hurt. It's going to be looked back on as one of the greatest failures because they had so much potential for so many years. And through injury or failure to progress out of Ben Simmons, they're just going to be a disappointment. And it's another indictment on on Doc Rivers. You know, his his troubles in the playoffs, he only won one. He only got there one time, and that was with the big three in Boston. But, you know, after losing the game, like, what was it, the um, fourth quarter leads and the, the series leads and dropping them, it's just not a good look for him. The 76ers are backpedaling. The Hawks have all the momentum. They have taken the sole possession of the, the bad guys, you know, Trey Young doing his whole ice tray thing. And, you know, they got so much energy and the way they're playing is just, it, it's fun to watch. It really is. I do have a little bit of money on the 76ers, so it's kind of biting me in the butt a little bit. But it's like, as a fan, you can't help but like, not enjoy this kind of like underdog situation that the Atlanta Hawks are. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. I, they've kind of been my like quiet rooting team throughout this whole thing, just because of how big of an underdog they are. They're easily the biggest underdog remaining. I don't think mm-hmm. that's, I don't think that's even arguable. Um, nobody gave them really a chance. I didn't even have them beating the Knicks. <laughs> I, I mean, gentlemen sweep them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they whooped on the Knicks. So, um, this team just has balls and I really like it. You know, I put on the Facebook page today, I believe it was you that had started something about Simmons. Was it you? I don't remember, but basically like there's two players that the Sixers need. They need to get one of them. And I think both are available after the season. You can trade Ben Simmons for Chris Paul. I did. I did say this. Yeah. With Garrett. If you can trade Ben Simmons for Chris Paul, I think both teams would make that trade. Um, I don't think the Suns would get rid of Chris Paul for anything. Chris Paul's going to leave regardless. Like he's not. He's out there. Why? He already opted out. He's he he opted out of his forty five million dollars. Well, so so it basically make it, they could do basically do like a sign and trade or whatever. But another player that I absolutely love, who I, I believe is available all the time, just nobody's going for him, De'Aaron Fox out of Sacramento. Nobody ever talks about him. He's good. Dude's a 21-point-a-night guy. He's really good. He's actually what this team really needs and not, not Ben Simmons. Yeah. We won't I just look at, I just look at Giannis, his willingness to shoot, and it's added a little bit more to his game. The fact that he'll at least shoot him, you have to – at least know it's a thing. Ben Simmons just refuses, and it just doesn't seem like he cares. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm actually taking the Hawks. You're taking the Hawks. You're gonna. There's no the reason for me to sit here and try and tell our wow. loyal fans that the 76ers are gonna win the next two games. I mean, they could, sure, but what have I seen in this series that makes me confident enough to say that the Hawks look like the better team more often than not? So. Okay. Uh, last but not least, this has been a fun series. I think uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be a sweep after the first game, but it didn't turn out to be. Nets, Bucks, Nets go up 2-0, and they're averaging like 30 points of victory. And then the Bucks get two wins in a row, and I think they can. Com- I think both times they only scored less than 90. I don't um, remember. I, they they literally couldn't score. 
Um, I don't think they scored 100 either game. But game three or game five, KD goes absolutely off. 49. 17 and 10. 17 and 10. Plays all 48 minutes in the game. Looks like an absolute freak. He takes a three. Um, not quite at the buzzer, but as the shot clock is winding down late in this game, off balance and just drains it. And as soon as he does, he knows it. Like he flexes in the middle of the court. He's doing a deep breath and he just knows he's like, I just killed this team. I just morally yeah. killed this team. And it's like, this is the KD we've been wanting to watch. Cause we've only seen KD with all-stars on the court and James Harden, as much as we all respect and love him, he was not an all-star the other night. So yeah, like five points. <laughs> Yeah, and 40 yeah. minutes. That's not yeah, no. So, uh, what do you think about this series? What do you think about KD? Go ahead and go in on this. Um, the series has been fun, but um, I think Milwaukee has the better team with Kyrie out and Harden a little bit hurt, like all around. But um, there was two things that I looked at. At you know, Game Five is the one that's going to be talked about the most. You know, Kyrie's out, Harden's. A, a corpse out there on the court and, yeah. and KD does what he did. And there was two things I took away from that game. And one was brought to light on social media. And that was Kevin Durant is heating up in the second half and the Bucks have a sizable lead. How is Giannis a first team, all defensive NBA player? And he never once guards Kevin Durant. Because they're not the same type of player. They don't have to be. If you are the first team all defense, Giannis is an athlete who matches him in size. I, I just, I don't, it, what the other people they were putting on Kevin Durant didn't work. If you have, I mean, if, if they're limiting KD, I've understood the first four games, PJ Tucker's done a good job on him. But when PJ Tucker has no answer, you have to try and mix things up for them to never put different, you know, different looks, especially Giannis, who's first team all defense NBA to never be put on him one time was baffling. And the second thing was um, PJ Tucker played 40 minutes and he had zero points. He's there just for defense. It, he had zero points. I know he usually hits a corner three, but yeah. yeah. I mean, if as a starter who played 40 minutes, if you could have got eight points, they were six points and they tie. I just, I couldn't believe that, you know, he's, he's so celebrated when he has a good defensive game against KD. And like, that's all you saw is pictures of all oh, PJ Tucker, tough guy, but PJ Tucker gets absolutely destroyed on the defensive end and can't put up six points. I mean, nothing, just a big, nothing. Burger. Yeah. Um, Kudos to KD. I don't know if he can play 48 minutes every game, and I don't know if he'll be that hot every game. But, of course, you know, he has one great game, and now everyone's like, oh, KD's the best player in the league. It's unreal. He had one great game. He's always been a top player in the, in the league. Let's not act like we didn't know who Kevin Durant was. I mean, what you're seeing out of Kevin Durant right now makes you understand. I mean, what did we just see out of Steph Curry this year, and what did we just see out of KD this game? It's like they were on the same team for two years. Now we know why they were looked at as so unbeatable. So it's no shock what Kevin Durant is. He had a phenomenal game, and to his ability, it was awesome to watch. And, um, yeah, Milwaukee's in trouble because, you know, oh, no no Harden game two, we got this. They lose by 39. No Kyrie and Harden's hurt, we got this. And 
Milwaukee, I don't know if it's their coach or not, but they fall into trying to play like the Nets. It's almost comical. The Bucks will be up by 12, dribble down the court with 21 seconds left on the shot clock. They shoot a three. And it's like, just by, like, yeah. the, the 76ers, you're up by 24 and a half. Don't ever shoot before there's 10 seconds left on the shot clock. And it's almost impossible for a team to come back. So, like, Milwaukee forces themselves into this run-and-gun, three-point, launch-it-up team, and it's like, that's what Brooklyn wants. And if you're going to play that game with Brooklyn, you're going to lose every time. So I think the Nets fall into a trap to play like the other team too much, and if they lose to Brooklyn with all the injuries and the different ways that these lineups have been to beat them, I mean, does Giannis get looked at as a number one anymore? Like, they've been trying to build around Giannis, and that clearly hasn't been working. So They're arguably... Them and the Hawks, I guess. The only healthy teams in the playoffs. Everybody else is depleted. And winning. And winning. But yet, they can't beat Brooklyn. They they clearly have size on them. They have size on Brooklyn. I mean, they have, they have talent on Brooklyn. With Holiday, P.J. Tucker. That's why I don't understand why Giannis isn't being used even in rotation to try and guard Kevin Durant. He was the only scorer that game. Yeah. And they just didn't want to put Giannis on him. And then Giannis, I'm open to the challenge if they suggest it. Man, you suggest that to the coach. Yeah. Hey, let me guard Durant. I'm sorry. You're down 3-2. It's a little late. Just do it. Yeah. When you're up by six and Durant's going unconscious, why don't you say, hey, PJ, why don't you go guard Joe Harris while he runs around the three-point line? Why don't you guard Blake Blake Griffin? You know, he's not very fast. I'm saying Giannis is an athletic freak, 6'9", long as heck. Yeah. Why aren't you trying to guard Kevin Durant? It blew my mind. Especially that's the game right after they release your first team all-NBA defense. Like, come on. So, real quick, you're taking the Nets. After all that, huh? Yeah, uh, no, God, I don't want to, but yeah, I think Brooklyn's or Milwaukee's a better team, but I don't know. I like a team up three too. It's got Kevin Durant. Yeah, same. Um, breaking news. Breaking news. I'm uh, right here to you, and I want your initial reactions here. Longtime Mavs head coach has told Mark Cuban he will not be returning next season. Mark or um, Rick Carlisle is resigning. He won the NBA title with the Mavs with Dirk. Uh, what's your What's your opinions? Well, it's worrisome. Well, you know I like Luca. I don't know how yeah worrisome is, but Chris Stapp says you know I, I don't like my role in the team. Then the longtime GM goes down. Then Luca comes out. He's like, you know, I'm getting that bag. Like I don't give a shit if I got if I'm I'm out here with Johnny Plank. Kevin, Sarah, Ed, Ed, Nettie is the roster. You know, I'm taking him to the ship. And then now the, the coach steps down and it's like, Dallas is a freaking mess. Dallas is just a nightmare. There's no no player wants to go to Dallas right now with, with all that. I mean, we'll see who the next head coach is, you know, but are they going to take the ball out of Lucas' hand? How's that going to make him feel? Will he not care as much after he gets the Supermax? Because I don't think he's signing a contract that isn't the Supermax. And I another team would give it to him. You know, there's got to be another team out there that would do that, or can they not do that? Is that not how it works? Correct, correct. Uh, they cannot well, do it. Yes, yeah, so I don't know all the contract talk, but, yeah, my initial reaction to the coach stepping down is 
Dallas is a, they're a little bit of a fire right now. You know, I believe the dollar amount, if Luca were to sign today, Two oh five is four is four years one ninety one or five years two something a lot it's a lot it's like two five years three. over two hundred because they said the next five years it would be like thirty seven thirty nine forty forty one forty three like that would be his millions uh for like the next five years it's like yeah but the little... fifth year I believe is a player option so I mean it's basically oh, a four year deal that everybody does and then they usually will opt out and they'll go sign with somebody else or whatever but anyways. If he does not take that, he's allowed to get the Supermax because he was a first-team All-Pro. But if he doesn't take that, I don't know what the dollar amount is, but it's roughly $50 million lost. Guaranteed. Because it's guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot. Then again, who knows what Luca's got in the bag. And, I mean, he makes a lot of sense in New York. Just throwing that out there. But um, who knows? He's so good. There's there's a lot going on with with the Mavs and it's weird. Watch out for Jason Kidd to be the next head coach. So. Yeah, I know Dame wants him pretty bad in Portland though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Also on the NBA playoffs, just real quick. Um, I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but all the teams left in the Western Conference are in the Western side. Even the Nuggets, even though they lost, but they have none of those franchises have ever won a title. And in the East, Brooklyn's never won a title. And the most recent title won left in the playoffs is the Philadelphia 76ers in 1983. So we're going to have Bucks, a newer champion. The Bucks' last title was 1978. The 76ers is 1983. And, um, and the Hawks, excuse me, was like even before that. I think it was in like the 60s or 50s possibly. So whoever wins the title at the least amount of drought is the 76ers and their last one was in 83, which is almost 40 years ago. Doesn't look good for them right now, but whoever comes out of the West and say it's Brooklyn out of the East, will have a first time franchise champion either way. Very cool. Very cool. Um, let's go into the euros. This is pretty much uh, mostly going to be you, but what have you seen so far? Where are you right? Where are you wrong? Um, I guess I'll start with this. Uh, I gave you guys eight teams towards the end of the Euros podcast. I'll relist them. Italy, Belgium, England, Croatia, Spain, Portugal, France, Germany. And I said, if they're not playing one of the other eight, they're going to win. So far, um, England played Croatia, so Croatia lost to England. Um, and Germany played France. France won one nothing. Outside of that, Spain was unable to win, but they tied. But none of those teams have lost to a team outside of each other. Spain with a disappointing draw, but dominated the entire game. So a little right there. Um, Italy and Belgium have already qualified for the knockout rounds. They're the first of the big eight to play their second game. Um, they are two for two in their, their rounds. They are both through no matter what happens in their third game. Um, we've had some spectacular goals, um, the most notable is Slovakia um, from midfield. Um, absolute bomb over the out-of-position goalkeeper. Uh, amazing. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about um, Christian Eriksen. Uh, scary scenes uh, for Denmark, if you guys are not familiar with what happened. Denmark had a throw-in. 
Christian Erickson is running towards the guy throwing the ball in. They throw the ball at him, and he just collapses on the field. Ball bounces off of him out of bounds. Uh, they run over to him. He's not breathing. Uh, the captain of Denmark pulls his tongue out, starts CPR. Medical team comes in. They use defib. They restart his heart. They take him to the hospital. Game gets suspended. Uh, and he suffered cardiac arrest on the field. He died on the field. It was pretty crazy. Um, but right now he is alive and doing well. Um, they have plans to do surgery to put some kind of something in his chest to help regulate his heartbeat. Um, today there was a really nice gesture. Belgium played Denmark for Denmark's second game in the 10th minute. That's, uh, that's Christian Eriksen's number. They kicked the ball out of play and for the whole minute. You know, they're just showing Denmark fans with flags of encouragement and, you know, posters and everybody's clapping and just kind of like a salute to him because, you know, that's bigger than sports. But that's an absolutely crazy thing. I've never in any sport that I've ever seen seen somebody die on the field, you know, but for him to come back, that's that's pretty incredible. So the Euros have been absolutely amazing so far. Um, Again, a soccer game is 90 minutes. Out of all the games played so far, I may have missed 90 minutes total. I've seen just about every game, every kick. I know I've seen every goal. Um, right now, I'm getting spoilers that Netherlands up to nothing while I'm recording that game. So at least there'll be goals. Uh, but goodness me, I, I can't wait till the knockout stages and the group stages have been fun. It's been really fun. Kevin De Bruyne today, man, for Belgium. Whew. You know, I told I told you that hopefully in their easy division, they can rest him. He had the broken nose and fractured bone in his face. Well, they were down one nothing at halftime. Coach goes and calls Eden Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne from the bench, which is absolutely incredible. The team can have those players off the bench. Assist in the fifth, 50th minute, goal in the 72nd minute. They win 2-1. to one. He's top class, but Ronaldo scores twice, breaks some records. Not only for Portugal, but, you know, the man's stats are insane when you really look at it. Uh, they were playing Hungary, and a uh, stat came up that said, in Hungary's nation's career, all the 11 players on their field together have 47 international goals. Ronaldo himself has 106. <laughs> Over double. So uh, he, he scored twice, broke some records. It's his fifth Euro competition. Um, the stars are out, man. All the all the big names are playing really well for their teams, and it's just been a joy to watch. So if you haven't tuned into the Euros, I would get on that because they are fuego. Cool beans. All right. Anything to add, Jeff? <laughs> <sighs> nothing, nothing to add. You know, I've, I've paid attention to Portugal and, and France, Germany, and um... – that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, I know of the Ericsson story and things of that such nature, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll keep turning them on as I, I've had I've had a couple games on in the background, just kind of seeing what uh, what's going on. But um, probably gonna tune into to more Portugal's games and and maybe some France games. So I uh, I also for the neutral watcher, someone who doesn't really watch soccer, um. Obviously, when you cut out the fourth place teams and you get to the teams that are playing well or the top teams in the knockout stage, and you know when you're watching a game that a winner has to be declared and there's no tie opportunity, um, they get much more, there's more incentive to watch the games, obviously. So the group stage is kind of like watch around, pick out your favorite teams that you like how they're playing so you can root for them in the knockout stages, which should only be about two weeks away. 
cool. All right, well, that wraps up a man. We were all over the place in this episode, but yeah, a little bit of everything. We dabbled. How, how else would we do it for episode one hundred? Hundred um, top episode one hundred. <laughs> yeah, so let's drop the uh, let's drop the bombshell. So we're gonna ask something here, and it's it's gonna be a tall task, but we're excited for it. So episode one hundred, we're gonna post the link to both of our Facebooks and to the f- Facebook group. So everybody's going to have an opportunity. Um, but we'd like you to do is we'd like you to share this pod. And if it gets a hundred shares, we're going to give away a copy of Madden to the, to somebody that shared the pod. Um, I'll post the rules to the, to the giveaway in the Facebook group. But if you guys could please support share away, feel free to share the YouTube page or the, um, the actual episode itself, either one is fine. Doesn't matter. Some of you guys are religious YouTube listeners. Some of you guys are religious podcast listeners. Doesn't matter which one. Um, if you share it and snap a picture, screenshot a picture and send it in the comments, you will be entered. And the winner, once we get to a hundred shares, that is the goal. You will get a copy of Madden for the game of your choice. To clarify Madden 22. We're not going to jip you. Yeah, with we're not going to go get a We're not going to go dust off the 360 Madden 16. <laughs> we're going to get you that, that yeah. Brady Mahomes go to go. Yeah, so uh, we're excited. Hope you're excited to share away. And as always, thank you guys for the support. It does not go unappreciated or unnoticed. And we'll keep doing our thing for you guys. Yes, sir. Episode 100. We are out. The books.